Hello. Hello. It's uh, True Neutral. True Neutral. I'm Keenan. And I'm Derek. And uh, it's been another week of um, weird shit, actually. Um, fun shit for me. How was your week? My week has been, um, I don't know. It's, it's just kind of been a week. I was, yeah, I don't know. Like, last weekend I wasn't feeling very good, so I ended up not having my kid. Um, cause I had like a fever and whatnot and yeah, uh, didn't want to pass that to the youth. Yeah. So, uh, I just kind of hung out. It's been, and yeah, then I worked. I haven't really done anything very interesting, honestly. Yeah. Some, some weeks are like that. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not. But sometimes they're just that. Sometimes they are just that. Sometimes they... You sit down. Sometimes I, I like to, to lay, lay down. down. Sometimes, Sometimes I, I, I get a book. book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, my week's been just, uh, for the most part, pretty busy, actually. Yeah. I was going to say just a week, but, like, I mean, I did just work, but, like, uh, my my partner's uh, co-worker of hers went on vacation, so she had to move her shifts around. So all of my shifts the past, like, two weeks have been splits, except for, like, two of them. Okay. So, I hate splits. Yeah. My day just feels fucked up after that, if yeah. I'm being honest. It's just weird. Um, it gets me off, like, two hours later than normal. <laughs> Phrasing. Yeah, it edges me all day. <laughs> uh, but it's it's not, it's just not good. It's not the pleasurable kind. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's the bad kind. Yeah, it's like, all right, you're going to get off now, and then nah. <laughs> it's just, it's not even, I mean, maybe that's what you're into. But that wouldn't be fun edging for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Porn's it's like weird, mean man. dominatrix edging is what you're describing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too mean for me. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> oh, my God. I'll just do that right into the mic. That's good. That's the sound we like yeah. to have punched right into our earballs when we wear headphones. Flemmy throat. <laughs> just right in your brain holes. Take it. Um... But no, some. Uh, but oh my god, <laughs> my week has been pretty sweet because I replaced windows in my yeah. house. I don't know if I talked about replacing windows last week, but like I don't. I you said that you were um, about to be, I okay. think, or maybe you had just gotten the one in the kitchen done. Yeah, or the the yeah. first one. Yeah. So the yeah the. My back window we got done first, and it was it was good because it had both panes. Like all of the windows in my house, uh, except for like two rooms, are single panes. Yeah, they're old windows. They yeah. were from when the house was when the built. house built in like the what the thirties, thirties. Yeah. yeah, it was. It's either thirty nine or thirty six, depending on which city records you believe. That's interesting. Yeah, um, I could do a whole episode about some weird things that go down in in Lewiston or have gone down in Lewiston. Yeah. Yeah, and this was old enough time that, like, yeah, it could have just been some fucky shit, or it could have just been somebody lying. Yeah. Or it could have been somebody reading a thing wrong and just writing it down that way. Yeah. There are so many reasons for that at this point in time. Regardless, so, this house is built in the third, 1930s, and that's when that window is from. Yeah. Or all the windows, pretty much. Yeah, and... uh the way they're built in, they are literally built in. They are not separate. Like, the windows are not separate from the house in any way. They mm-hmm. are built into the house. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> no, now we have nice double-pane windows that open with ease. With ease, I say. And not only that, but they have a really nice suction-y sound and feel to them when you open and or close them. Yeah. Like, you, you open or close that window and you're like, wow. Unless I want it to, there is no air coming through that window. <laughs> yeah. It's really nice. And, like, just just in comparison, it feels like such an upgrade. Yeah. Uh, 
And just, I mean, they are they're basic windows, but like I wouldn't have been able to do any of this if I wasn't if I didn't have my dad, and he's fucking awesome. Shout out to my dad, Hell Greg. Yeah. <laughs> you go, Greg. Yeah, he he's rad, and I'm lucky. Um, but we he was able to help me get the windows, and so we did it together and built the frames and put the windows in, and now I've got three fucking awesome windows, including my big ass front window. Which used to frighten me because it was also a single pane and very large. Very it, big. Like four feet by six feet when we measured it out. And uh, it would just shake in the frame whenever it was windy. Yeah. Yeah, and, I heard it. Yeah, well, there's there's some level of, like, charm to having an old house. Like, I appreciate <laughs> that. But, like, having I your... also would rather not have a fucking six-foot pane of glass break on my child's couch. A 90-year-old pane of glass. Yeah. Or we almost took... 90, at least. Yeah, we took out we, we took out the frame, obvi- or the pane of glass, obviously. Because it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't framed in separately. Like, mm-hmm. we had to take the pane of glass out by itself. And uh, that single pane of glass was heavier i'm quite certain than the entire new window we put in wow really i I don't know why it's just the way things are made now yeah i mean we found better more efficient ways of making things yeah it's just so surprising how like because we put it in the backyard we i still have that big frame pane of glass i don't know what i'm gonna do with it Mm -hmm. maybe i can cut it up and make something i don't know um Maybe. But there's there's just the the new window has, you know, it's double paned. It all it opens. Mm-hmm. It's a huge window that opens and uh you know, it's got all the proper framing on it and stuff and it was I mean, nearly half the weight. <laughs> like that huge pane of glass was so much heavier and I don't know why the yeah, just the just straight single pane would be that heavy, but Jesus Christ. I just think it's yeah how they made things back then. But it's lead like that in the scene. glass too? Yeah, yeah. It's like that scene in uh in a knight's tale when they go talk to the chick blacksmith and she's like, I found a new way to forge the iron and she makes them that super lightweight armor that everyone laughs at, but it works better than all of their armor. No, yeah, yeah. Because you don't have to be tough to wear it, so they all think you're a pansy. Yeah. But it's it's just like that. It's like they found a new way of making the glass, a more efficient way that actually works the same, if not better. There's no way there was progress since this house was made. It, I mean, yeah, <laughs> safety glass has come a long way in and of itself. No, no progress since <laughs> 1939. <laughs> Zero things have happened that have developed this country or the world since nineteen thirty nine. Time has stood still <laughs> immemorium. Absolutely nothing bad happened that started around thirty nine or thirty six. <laughs> <laughs> that changed the shape of the world. Nothing at all. Not not uh you know, a second big war <laughs> or anything like that. There couldn't have been there were, and there were also no American defining moments from that point on because oh, no. the the world has remained in stasis since 1939. Obviously, that's why mm-hmm. I'm surprised about the windows. Yeah, I mean, clearly. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry you stepped out of your time warp and into 2023, but uh, here's a cell phone. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Brain just melts. <laughs> I feel like. I feel like showing a cell phone to a person from, like, the 30s would be more mind-blowing than showing it to somebody from, like, the the Middle Ages. Because I feel like somebody from the Middle Ages would just go, oh, that's a magic tablet. Yeah. And somebody from the 1930s would be like, I understand a lot of what's happening there, but I have no idea how that could possibly work. Like, just, it'd be like, it's like the Dunning-Kruger kind of thing, where, like... You have enough knowledge to have your mind blown. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have enough knowledge to have your mind blown, it's just a glowy, weird thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. those letters wouldn't even look right. It would just be some weird script on a glowy thing. Yeah. And you would just instantly go magic. Magic. Or they're a god. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or that's a god. <laughs> that's a god with a godly thing. <laughs> Uh, so and then like, you're like, I have all the knowledge of humanity on my little screen. Oh, actually, I don't have any service. <laughs> it appears I have 
I have no bars here. I'm carrying around like a a little like 64 terabyte external hard drive that's plugged. Oh, there you go. There you go. And then it's also got like a solar powered thing on there, so I because there's not electricity for me to plug it into in the Middle Ages. So if I can make it solar powered as well as have like the terabytes of information to prove that I have the knowledge of all humanity. Yeah. And then I can just read to them, like, this is how you build a combustion engine. <laughs> I can just read an article, and they're like, oh, my God, and it works! <laughs> you need a, um, I'm sorry, what's this word? <laughs> yeah. Just asking just medieval peasants to try and help you read the thing, because you... You've never built an engine before. No, no, no. No, but see, but then they don't know either, so I could just make up how the word's pronounced. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Do <laughs> uh, you just have never seen the word carburetor before? Just uh, This is a car... Carbooter... 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 Yeah? Yep, we gotta fix the carbooter... Like, and we just uh, get you go back to the future, and everybody's got carbages in the code. It's, it's they don't not, even have it's cars. The Army anymore. of Darkness joke. That's oh, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Into the Army of Darkness joke. <laughs> oh damn! I hate it when people from the past steal my jokes. Right? How fucking dare you? We had a good bit going. <laughs> Oh god! Uh, but um, I was imagining giving them firearms like back in like <laughs> way before they should have had actual firearms. Like this is how you build an automatic rifle. I just, I just want you to. If I just speed up the the pace at which technology is made, then it will go back to the future where eons or everything's dead. Yeah. <laughs> I just. Sorry, I got hung up on... When you said firearms, I didn't imagine guns. I imagine you were teaching people how to use, like, firearm abilities. Like, like fire arms. Like, fire bending. Well, like... Like Johnny Blaze, but like... Or... Johnny Blaze? The Fantastic Four yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that not... What? No, that's Johnny Blaze. No, that's yeah, not right. That's, Johnny that's, Storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Sue Storm's brother. Yeah, that's right. It's Johnny Storm. Johnny Blaze's uh, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. It's, I mean, that's a fair mix-up. It is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, by all accounts, it makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, I guess anyway, yeah. Ghost Rider's heads on fire. Yeah. But firearms. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I imagined firearms, and uh, I, would say, I had to get. St- get off of that thought before I could move on to understand what you were saying. So I was, like, five seconds behind that whole thought train. Well, it's just, like, if I give them, like, technology in the medieval times, and I teach them how to make and use it, like, you can become like me. You can have the, the power... And then I use the the diagrams of the I, things to teach them how to build electricity and 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 cell phones and cars and give them guns and shit. Do you think when I went back to the future that we would just be that much farther ahead in technology, or everything would just be dead? I think that if we if you were to do that and made it successful, because I I I got hung up a little bit on whether how you could possibly. Um, get through that without dying, um, you know, for some accusation of witchery or, like, just... I'm freely just, giving them this information. Well, yeah, but it's not... It's not about swindling. It's about her, uh, hereticism. It's, it's about... Uh, the problem is, is that... I will make them build it, and then I get the first one to test it. And so if any of them step to me, I already have the power. It's, it's already, like, okay, so. Uh, my my point here, first of all, the manufacture of actual firearms would be a ludicrous task to try and attempt because they don't even have molded metal, like, to that degree. Yes, they do. They can make swords and shit. Oh, yeah, I guess so. I guess it depends on when you go back, because, honestly, if you go back to, like, 
I'm thinking medieval times. I'm thinking like knights and castles and shit. They got blacksmiths. We can we yeah, can make guns. I, well, I mean, some they of know them, what gunpowder is. Yeah, some of them may even have had early muskets at that point. Yeah, is what I was thinking. So if you yeah, if you just kind of accelerate that process and be like, hey, you don't have to pack the gunpowder. You can put that all together. Mm-hmm. If you just do that and make like musket bullets, you, like you you would revolutionize things. Pretty quickly. I, I, the immediate problem I'm seeing is whatever kingdom I'm helping is immediately going to go conquer everyone else. And then when I go to the future, we it's like we already have like a one world government because way back when this guy showed up and gave them all this technology that allowed this one kingdom to just conquer everybody. Yeah. <laughs> they and basically held the world at nuclear hostage. And they were like, we win. <laughs> no one can stop us. There's also there's a the possibility that like that king takes over whatever area he wanted and he's already killed you because he got the technology he needed to to take over. He's either killed you or like kept you you know like close to him. That's fair. There's there's one of those two options. And uh he, once the technology is done, if he's the kill you type, then he'll just destroy the technology because he's won and he doesn't want anybody else to have it. Yeah, maybe. Like, I mean, just saying, there's there's just a lot of ways that can go. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's yeah. entirely fair. So, I mean, we could we could do a whole movie just based on the hypotheticals of what would happen if you did that technology <laughs> thing. It's a fun little train of thought we just went down. Yeah. But ap- apart from my windows, uh, I am also tearing down my... <laughs> Wrapping it back around. <laughs> uh, I'm tearing it down my uh, shed thing in the backyard, which is... It's coming along. It's a slow process. I'm just kind of chipping away at it when I can, but it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. It's fun the destruction of things, I find, is usually a fun process. Oh, yeah. I've used a crowbar for nearly the entire thing. And this thing is rotting away already, so mm-hmm. the the hard part is just getting the nails separated. But, like, there, there's parts that it's just easier to break the wood off. Yeah. And it's so much fun. <laughs> like, there's a, they had, it had like a, what, is, what am I trying to say here? Uh, 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 a, a point? Well, yeah, but, like, the, the two beams that go down sideways. Oh, the... The, they, like, make the roof shape. Yeah. Anyway, they overhung a little bit off the side, so it was like a foot and a half, but all of those boards are rotting away. The whole roof is rotting away. So it was uh, because of how the siding was on there. To get all the siding off, I had to get those either lifted up or broken off, and mm-hmm. it was so much easier to just smack them off. <laughs> it was so much fun. There was a couple that were like a little bit good wood still on the inside, but other than that, it was just, they just fucking fell off i just i smacked a couple of them like quite a ways because <laughs> they just went flying just big old hunks of wood it's a lot of fun yeah that's neat yeah but yeah now my dog's back and my can't my cats can't go outside to disrupt things in the neighborhood anymore yeah yeah that's awesome yeah i i am excited about it um I still have to finish like the 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 shell, I guess, because it's it's the layer under the siding. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then I have to get trim still, so it all looks a little rough right now. But even even as rough as it looks, I think it looks better than the windows we had in there. Yeah. So. And it's gonna work better. You're gonna notice a difference uh, already. Like... Already, we finished putting the big one in yesterday. I mean, it don't, we did that in the day but like we did that yesterday and the difference was nearly immediate Mm -hmm. (laughs) from having a giant hole in your wall to having a window yeah no way (laughs) no even just it it was a nice day so like it wasn't like cold or anything while we were doing it but just overnight Mm -hmm. uh, it was like warm in the house and not not that it's like cold right now but it gets chillier at night. Oh, definitely. And we haven't like gone to turn a heater on yet because it's not cold enough. But it, we wake up and it's chilly sometimes. It's just warm. Yeah, it's nice. Like that window did 
and this one is like a little bit smaller, so there's just less room too. Mm-hmm. Um, so while there's a couple of little gaps in the in the site where I haven't put siding or trim in yet, uh, it overall is, is way better than the single pane with that had a lot of its own gaps. Yeah, that makes sense. In fact, the whole just top part of that, I think part of the bottom of. <laughs> I think the bottom of the window frame had caved in a bit. Yeah. yeah. And and so uh, there, there was just a gap all the way along the top of the window. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had put some basic masking tape over it, but it wasn't, it wasn't really enough. I don't know if you noticed just like when you moved it. Um, if not, you should take a gander. Did you happen to notice if, like, when you took the big window out, if the top was much thinner than the bottom? Oh, I didn't. I didn't look. No? No. So, I've heard a lot of things, and I've seen a couple of windows where it's like this, and I don't know if it's a manufacturing thing or if, like, it's true or whatever, but um, supposedly old glass like that, when the sun goes glass through it... like that... <laughs> When the sun goes through it over that many years, um, the heat from the sun sometimes takes the the glass and turns it into like a, a form of plasma, apparently. Sick. And it um, slowly, very slowly over time, will the gravity as it turns to plasma and the heat will gravity will like pull it down. And so if you have really old windows, they'll end up thicker at the bottom end than they are at the top end. Neat. Oh, um, well, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if part, that was part of what happened. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of, yeah, why they get rattly over time and things like that. Yeah. Um, but I would just be interested to look because it came out in one piece. So I'd yeah. be very interested to see if that is true of that window as well, as it is, you know, like yeah. 80 fucking five years old or some shit. We we can go look. It's just in the backyard. Um. Yeah, the the rest of my week was just fine. I I you know been really working hard to just because I had to clean up the inside of the house to get those projects done. I'm just look having the windows. I just been really trying to keep things nice. Yeah. So I've been yeah. I did get a chance to play one of my other VR games a bit, which I will talk about later. Nice. Do you have any news? Um, I found one article that I thought was interesting. Just one? Just one. But I think it's a pretty interesting one, honestly. Okay. Um, so, we all know the the Pythagorean theorem, right? <laughs> yeah. A squared plus B squared equals C squared, right? Yeah. Yes. So... Um, they recently found a, uh, clay tablet that has the Pythagorean theorem on it that's, uh, roughly a thousand years older than Pythag- than Pythagoras is. <laughs> Pythagoras is. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is fucking awesome. It's, a an ancient Babylonian tablet. Yeah, that's super neat. Um. Are we gonna change the name? I'm not sure, um, but the light, it was... The, the Babylon Triangle? Yeah. Um, it uses the Pythagorean theorem to solve uh, the length of a diagonal inside of a rectangle on the, this clay tablet, and so they think it was probably used for teaching, and it's dated to around 1770 B.C., and uh, Pythagoras was born around 570 B.C., Ah. So it seems like it's about actually 1,200 years older than Pythagoras. That's sick. Um, and they found another tablet from about 1,800 to 1,600 B.C., somewhere in that range, that uh, has a square with labeled triangles inside it. And um, they translated it from base 60, which is apparently what the Babylonians used for their math measurements okay which is a pretty crazy system yeah but whatever as opposed to we uh our base 10 system yeah we we use a base 10 they used a base 60 yeah that's weird yeah right (laughs) okay um maybe it made more sense to them yeah i mean it must have 
Um, but they uh, had not only knowledge of the Pythagorean... It says not only knowledge of the Pythagorean theorem, um, but other, like, advanced mathematics as well. Neat. Yeah. That's super rad. Super rad. It's, um, there's a, there's a quote here. I'm trying to read down to see who it's from. Who it's from? From. Bruce Ratner. Ratner. He's a mathematician. Uh, his quote is, The conclusion is inescapable. The Babylonians knew the relation between the length of a diagonal of a square and of its side. D equals square root of 2. This was probably the first number known to be irrational. However, in this turn, this in turn means that they were familiar with the Pythagorean theorem, or at very least its special case for the diagonal of a square, more than a thousand years before the great sage for whom it was named. Cool. And uh, they think that basically um, it just, when the Babylonians eventually like, uh, abandoned or died or got conquered or whatever. The tablets just kind of got lost with their, with their civilization. Right. And then, uh, or the teachings were just, um, kept, but they were just taught, um, you know, person to person, orally. Right. Um, which is how Pythagoras taught as well until right. his, the people under him started writing things down and attributed that theorem to him. Ah. So, yeah, he probably just learned it orally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I am. Uh, that's uh, a really interesting bit of knowledge. Yeah. Oh, it says it right here. Yeah, Ratner, once again. One reason for the rarity of Pythagoras's original sources was that the Pythagorean knowledge was passed on from one generation to the next by word of mouth as writing material was scarce. Moreover, out of respect for their leader, many of the discoveries made by the Pythagoreans were attributed to Pythagoras himself. This would account for the term Pythagoras theorem. Neat. I like that. And it says here, although he didn't make it, his school um, certainly was the one that popularized it and made it into what it is today. Nice. Shit. So, they may not, you know, actually change it. It didn't break. It's fine. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's really cool. Yeah, I thought it was a really interesting article, and I I really like just the more we know about like the the old old civilizations, like the Babylonians and the Sumerians and shit, and like because we had already suspected for a long time that like the ancient Egyptians we thought had like rudimentary forms of batteries, and they may yeah. have even like had like electricity and like light bulbs and shit instead of using torches yeah and uh it's about neat right yeah, and uh it's just to learn that you know we've kind of we we think of ourselves as much smarter than we were back then, but you know maybe we weren't no i I think. We, we, I think we think that because of what we have built on since then, but we were smart enough to figure out what we built upon. And I think that's something we forget. Because, like, I was listening to somebody talk about how um, Freud, Freud was considered, he's considered kind of a wacko now. Yeah, yeah, But, definitely. like, if you look at the ideas, he was presenting compared to the ideas that were popular at the time he was perfectly rational (laughs) (laughs) like compared to the theories and like the the models they were using for psychiatry at the time that he was you know Mm -hmm. putting forth his models not only does it make sense for his models to be a little fucked up it's amazing he was able to come to such reasonable conclusions with the schools that he was working with that's entirely fair so when we when we like when we look at back at people, we have to think about the context in which they were learning in effectively, mm-hmm. and like what they didn't know before they did that thing. Yeah, and that's that's something people disregard when they talk about the past a lot. It's not a matter of they were so stupid they couldn't figure it out. It's that that had literally never been done. What like whatever it is, the new thing had just. Mm-hmm. not been done 
And a lot of those things did not happen on purpose. Yeah. Like. It also makes me wonder, though, like, that goes back to the, the conversation we were having earlier. And if those ancient civilizations were that smart, were potentially that advanced, would they be so shocked if you showed up with, like, a modern cell phone? Or would they be able to look at that and be like, okay, like, would it just be one of those mind-blown things rather than there are god things, is I guess what I'm getting at. I think it would depend on what time and what class you went to in that time. I imagine you're always going to the the, the king of the area. I'm not, I, I mean, you might, like, start in the peasant's area, but... I always, I always imagine a peasant. I always imagine I mean, imagine that's probably just, where you start. Well, yeah, but just, like, no, I, like... If you had the power to, like, time travel and stuff, you would probably be able to choose some level of location for it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I feel like you could choose to just go to the castle and be there. And I feel like that would be a great demonstration of your prowess. Just appearing before the king? Yeah. Yeah, not only am I here and means you couldn't possibly understand, I'm right here. Yeah. I knew where I was going. <laughs> yeah, you know, like that just says a lot about mm-hmm. you know, you're, it's a great entrance is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It uh, immediately gives you the upper edge and the power. Yeah. So, uh, they're they're more inclined to listen to you about your weird things mm-hmm. if you just appear before them. But I I've always imagined appearing outside of a town, riding into just like the nearest peasant like so like wherever they gather and like swap gossip or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, just go there and just be like, "Hey, here's some I don't know Twinkies and the, uh, here's a cell phone with you know <laughs> Rick Astley's never gonna give you up." On it. <laughs> Let's see what happens. That's that's uh, it's not always those things. Those are just the best examples I Giving can think of. Giving a peasant a Twinkie is like is like that. That's start starting a hardcore drug addiction in someone. Man. Yeah, it's it's doing something weird. <laughs> They're gonna be. I, I, they might even just be disgusted. They it, might. It's just something so foreign to their palate. You it know what I mean? So sweet. Yeah. I it might just give them a heart attack. I don't know if the rest of the world knows this, but everything in America is very sweet compared to everything else. Yeah. It's gross, actually. Lots it's, of sugar. I, it's, and I mean, if it's, it's not tasty, lots of sugar, it's lots of salt. And it's not lots of salt, it's lots of fat. Yeah, the good stuff. Sugar, salt, fat. Sugar, salt, fat. America. <laughs> America. <laughs> Uh, ship beer. Uh, speaking of America, <laughs> we had our first ousting of a Speaker of the House. Oh, really? Yeah. So, right before Congress goes on break, mind you, um, they've decided, voted 216 to 210 to uh, vote out Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House. Um, and this is kind of a, like a groundbreaking thing that has happened it hasn't happened for like uh, 150 years or something oh wow like it's it's I not mean, it's not really ever happened like this yeah so that's kind of a big deal he's also third in line for the presidency and that spot's just vacant while congress just goes and sits on their ass for a good chunk of the year because that's a big part of their job mm-hmm. big part of the thing they're paid to do is just not be in session for a long time mm-hmm yeah. Fuck Congress. <laughs> Dude, like, their job is bullshit. Their whole job is bullshit. Anybody who works just day-to-day would have a more informed take than anybody who's ever received money from lobbyists. <laughs> That's my opinion. That's and, a fair opinion. And I also believe that there's lots of people who would happily work their day job and go do senator shit after that. Uh, probably. Because senatorship doesn't actually seem like it takes that much. Mm-hmm. If they can take that much time off in a year and they don't really work that much in a day. <laughs> um, it seems like most of their thing is um, calling for money. And they usually have a team of people to do that. Yeah. So, 
I don't know. You gotta sign shit when you're a senator. Yeah. Definitely. It does not, my point is that doesn't you gotta, take you long. Know, dot the I's and cross the T's, as they say. I think you literally just have to check that other people have done that. Well, you gotta put your signature on some stuff. Well, yeah, no, what you have to... What kind of politician you, you are you to... if you're not signing things and no, standing I... and smiling for photo ops? I... I... Anyway, yeah, I wasn't saying that they wouldn't sign stuff. I'm just saying they don't really have to know what they're signing if they don't want to. That's fair. Um, there's just... Reminds I'll, me of the Simpsons movie. Yeah, yeah. It's just like that. That's all politicians. Not all. There's probably a couple who are still trying to do the right thing, but they're hard to parse out with all the idiots, assholes, and dying people like uh, Diane Feldstein. Feinstein? Feinstein. <laughs> She she's dead, and um, she was voting in Congress like hours before she died. Oh damn! Like there sh- needs to be an age limit on Congress. Uh, also, I don't really have a whole lot of sympathy. She was ninety years old. She was gonna die. She worked till the day she died by choice in Congress, and usually um, trying to strip rights away from people. So I really have no sympathy. She she died, and that's kind of funny. <laughs> It's it's kind of funny that people are taking offense. It's that still tragic. Somebody lost a grandmother. It, it's, <laughs> she just wasn't a very good person when she was doing things, and she just proves that you need an age limit on Congress because now there's just yeah another vacancy. I'm pretty sure her spot will get filled by whoever's below her, but like it's not. The point is that she shouldn't have been voting in Congress hours before she died. Yeah, yeah. There's multiple levels of fucked up in that. Mm-hmm. And one of them, one of the main ones I don't like is that she was way too old to be making decisions for people she could not possibly ever relate to. Mm-hmm. Let alone potentially not being of sound mind. Right, right. Absolutely, my uh, my family's got just a history of losing their brains. So, like, if I put me in Congress by when I'm like 65, I'm gonna be like, I forgot your spaghetti, <laughs> and they're gonna be like, Huh? What'd didn't... you say about the space time continuum? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be like, Didn't you see the Flash? <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be very confused, and I'm gonna be like going through time. <laughs> Um, it's all about the speed force, you see. We need the time coliseum. I gotta run like an idiot. <laughs> I gotta run like an idiot when I got speed force. <laughs> Why? Because we did it in the first movies. <laughs> what? <laughs> Mr. Fry, please. <laughs> I'm Miller and I'm on the run. <laughs> ah! Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> That's me in Congress in like fifty years. <laughs> Look forward to that. <laughs> I didn't know you aspired to politician. I don't, but I I have that was thought a about bad it. way to say that. <laughs> I have thought about it. If you would vote for me, email in. <laughs> I'll, I've thought about it. I just like. I love you, man, but I don't vote. So. I know you don't. <laughs> That's why I said to the listeners. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, you don't need any credentials to run. No, no, I, not at all. I, I could just do that if I just get signs made. I I can just do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't even need to get signs made. You just put my name in. Yeah, I'm we'll less get a likely to get votes. Picture of you throwing but... the horns, and you're still gonna be like uh, punk rock president. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> running for local mayor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My, I'd be I'd be like a Joe Exotic that wasn't super into felonies. Like my first my first goal as mayor more shows more shows at every uh, venue. <laughs> sir, you really have zero control over what the I'm calling is. all the bands. No curfew. No curfew. No sound limit violations like you know downtown <laughs> residentials yeah try to keep it down a little bit yeah yeah but if you live near downtown fuck you yeah within within it's about to get loud what, what is uh let's say a, a a two three block radius of downtown yeah something like that yeah yeah like like you know 
I was going to put a limit on the decibels, but I don't know a reasonable actual range. Yeah, I don't either. Like 300... No decibel limit! <laughs> we don't understand it! <laughs> you can't put limits on things you don't understand. <laughs> oh, um, as part of the Speaker of the House thing, um, because the Speaker of the House doesn't actually have to be serving in Congress, they're floating Trump's name for it. Also, he got a gag order because of his multiple felony cases right now, and he won't shut up on social media. Mm-hmm. So he has to stop talking about the case legally now and <laughs> people involved with it because he wouldn't stop talking shit yeah. about the people involved in his many felonies. Mm-hmm. So that's funny. And also, they want a person who's actively being charged with a felony to be Speaker of the House because... Um, government's going great. Yep. We're <laughs> on the up and up over here. It's fine. It's, it's, we're doing good. Yeah. We're fine. We're fine here. How are you? <laughs> America's in flames behind us. This is fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> oh, God. Um, do you, do you have a story? Um, not so much a story, but I have a review. A review. I finished Doom 2016. Oh, the video Very, game. Yeah, the video game. I finished... I, I beat it. It's... it's, Man, it's a fucking fun game. <laughs> God. It's great. It's... It's just... Doom, man. Like, like if you've ever played Doom, then you, then you know. It's it's bloody. There's, there's gore. You go fast. There's no sprint button because you're constantly moving at what other video games would consider a sprint. Yeah. It's it plays like old school Unreal Tournament, you know? Nope. Oh. I don't know. I'm sorry. I've never played a Doom. I've never played Unreal Tournament either. Oh, my weave abby heart. <laughs> so, it's just like it's a first person shooter, but it just it moves fast. Like like I said, like you move at the pace of like what would be considered sprinting in a normal game that you play. Right. That's just your normal movement speed. And the the whole thing is just you move fast, you jump real far, you get real cool guns, and you kill demons. Sweet. Yeah. And the whole game of Doom 2016 uh, takes place in between Mars and Hell. Um, what? Yeah. Well, you, you start off on Mars, um, but... Oh, so they... you're just like a sufficiently advanced civilization? Uh well, or do you have a the humans are okay yes. yeah that's 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 what I was the Doom Slayer is not I mean maybe he was human at some point is his name not just Doom Guy no he's the Doom Slayer I'm pretty sure it's Doom Guy I've it, never one time played a Doom but I'm quite sure that it's Doom in Doom Guy. 2016 you're the Doom Slayer all right <laughs> um there is some lore shit to that but I don't exactly know it off the top of my head um. But there is some lore shit behind the change from Doom Guy to Doom Slayer. Um, but you, the game starts with you basically being woken up out of a stone like sarcophagus, basically like a big stone coffin. Neat. And uh, you wake up on out Mars? of that. Yeah, on Mars. Okay. Um, you wake up out of that, and you're in like a, a facility, like a built a building. In the um, sarcophagus. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's been cracked open, so the, the lid's not on it anymore, but yeah, uh, you're in yeah. it. And uh, you you wake up, and there's like a demon, and you fucking smash the fuck out of the demon, and you go through the little area, you get a gun, and then you find your suit, which is called the Praetor suit. Okay. And, uh... Like a Praetorian armor? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, uh... Basically, the, you go through, and, like, the facilities like, gone to shit because uh, they've basically been harnessing the power of hell to use as energy to power the the stuff, like, for electricity. Ah. And um, it's called Argent Energy is what they call it. And they're basically just channeling the powers of hell. Um, That's metal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, doing that has created a portal, you know, as happens, and, uh, demons are now coming through, and they're killed a bunch of people Oh, yeah, if there. you channel hell, you're gonna change the channel to hell. And the people in charge don't want to shut down what they call the well, which is what's 
the link of energy between Mars and Hell that's right. causing the portal. Um, but it's also causing the power. Yeah, exactly. So they don't yeah. want to shut it down even though people are fucking dying. And the Doomslayer doesn't give a shit because he's a silent protagonist and he just goes around killing every demon and then every time you get to a spot where there's like energy stuff and they're like, we're using Argent energy to power this or whatever... And they're just, like, he's, like, ready to destroy it. And then they're, like, don't. Don't fucking wake. We need that. We need that. And he just kind of looks at him and just fucking, bam, and he smashes it anyway. <laughs> he's, like, no, you're not. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you do, like, travel from Mars through portals and you go to hell a couple of times throughout the game. That's fun. Do you ever go to heaven? Um, you do in Doom Eternal. Okay. I have not played Doom Eternal, so I can't talk about that with any, but I do know that you, you do end up going to heaven and Do you fighting. know if you kill angels? You do kill angels. Oh, good. <laughs> that's fun. That's a fun, that's a fun way to do that. <laughs> I wouldn't have expected that, but that's sick. I do really want to play Doom Eternal. You doom? I doom. I really doom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what did you give Doom 2016? Um, honestly, man, it's Excuse a great me. game. I think I'm going to give it, like, 92 dabs out of 100. It's a lot of fun. You get a lot of really fun different uh, guns to play with. Um, there's some really fun mechanics. Like, you get a chainsaw, and uh, you press, like... And normally, you just press R1 to cycle in between... You can have two guns, like, on hand at any given time, or you hold down R1 and it brings up the weapon wheel and you get to choose from, like, the eight or ten different guns that you have. They each have their own individual upgrades that you can give them and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Um, and there's, like, a, some fun collectibles and uh, stuff to do throughout the game, and you can do it all in one run. It's not like a game that you have to do replays to be able to get everything in, which is neat. I like games like that. Yeah. Um, and but like when you use the chainsaw and you kill a demon with a chainsaw, you uh, it sports like a shitload of ammo out for it. So anytime you find yourself just out of ammo with a bunch of your guns, you can use the chainsaw to kill demons, and it'll just replenish your ammo really quick for you. Um, That's nice. Which is fun. Obviously, you get the BFG, the big fucking gun. Yeah, classic. Kills everything pretty much. Um, yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff. Uh, you get, like, these really cool brutality kills. Like, if you do enough damage to an enemy, then they, uh, start flashing, like, blue and orange, and you can walk up and melee them. And depending on what part of the body you melee, he'll do, like, a cool, like, cinematic finishing move to the demons. And they each have their own little animations and shit. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really, really fucking fun game. It's just through and through, fun to play. It's only, like, 12 or 15 missions long. Each one's pretty big. I think I beat the game in, like, 10 hours, but if you're really trying to power through it, you can do it way less time than that. Oh, yeah. Well, that's nice. That's a nice, good, uh, exciting romp. Oh, yeah. Sounds like. And it's always fun to just, you know, run around real fast and blow some demons up. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's always fun. There's literally nothing bad about that. Hell, yeah. Hell yeah. Well, uh, I have been playing a game for my, my Quest 2. Uh, I got I got it in a bundle. Uh, I almost bought it full price. I talked about this last week. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I got it. It's called Red Matter. And okay. it's, it's really interesting. Um, first of all, it's the best looking VR game I've played so far. Um, it and You start out... Um, you're... On a space station, yeah, on a planet, you're going to a planet to investigate why the space station has stopped reporting. Okay, yes. Um, and so you get there, and there's just this nice haunted feel to the place, just immediately. All right. There's not, like, any, like, obvious, like, this is a ghost, or, like, this is fucked, something fucked is happening, but, uh, like, right off the bat, it's just eerily quiet, and... Just that nice sense of dread. Yeah, and uh, there's just one quick moment where um, there's some floating boxes, but, like, you look away and look back, and they're just done floating. All right. So that's that's fun. Um, 
uh, you move on and you find some just like blood spatter and a bullet hole and it's just this nice like intro into mystery and the whole time you're in VR and you move with the the right stick you can uh, point where you want to move and then you'll just kind of like use your little jet boosters on your thing okay so it it feels not like it doesn't feel like you're not using your legs like you should be which is super nice mm-hmm like everything feels like it's controlled by those little rockets on a on a future spacesuit. Yeah. Um and when you need to move short distances, you can just press the trigger and you just like scoot forward. Okay. Um does it like run out of fuel or is it just No, no. Good it, to go? It's just your movement. That's good. Yeah. It would suck if you had like a fuel mechanic. Yeah. Because when shit starts going down and then it's like, "Oh fuck, I'm I can only make it halfway down this hallway." Or whatever, this thing's fucking chasing me. Yeah, yeah, that would suck. Uh, and I haven't had anything actively chase me or anything. Um, the only the only thing that's happened so far is just mysterious stuff. So um, it'd be nice if it was just like a, a murder mystery in space. And it kind of seems like that so far, but it it is definitely a little bit mystical. So like, it, it is seems like a, a murder mystery, to, uh, like. Especially at the start, because you can find clues. You've got a little scanner on one hand. One hand is a claw hand all the time, but one hand has, like, optional things. You have a flashlight, your little scanner thing. And you can scan, like, all the important stuff, obviously. And then you can scan, like, this is a book. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, uh, that's that's a cool little interactive tool you have the whole time. But, uh, you can pick a lot of things up. Most of them don't do anything, and it's all in, like, low gravity. Yeah. So you can just kind of huck things, and that's real fun. Just pick up a barrel and huck it across the room. Yeah, it's always good. Um, But I got to this spot where I activated a generator, and I'd been working around in this dark room with blood in it, and that was, you know, nice and creepy. Yeah. I turned on the generator, and when I looked into the lit room, there was just this guy uh, in a spacesuit pointing to a wall where the blood had stopped and I could see that like there was some kind of door behind the wall but I couldn't figure out how to activate it uh because the blood just stopped mm-hmm. um you know like a straight line on the wall mm-hmm. um classic classic horror movie stuff yeah yeah uh, and uh so when I saw him there he was just pointing at the spot I knew where the wall was and I was like oh fuck so I ran back there the guy's gone, and there's just this hole, and you're in, uh, you're on like a reddish planet, so it's just like a hole through the planet instead of this nice facility that you're in. Oh, and then it just goes to um, a, an obedience test, and it's all, it's, it's also got this whole um, Cold War, the communists are bad feel, the whole, okay. the whole vibe. All right, yeah. What do you mean it goes to an obedient... Oh, like like down in the cave? Yeah, you go through the cave. It's just this, like... It's just like a hallway of, like, raw rock from the planet is what it looks like. Um, and then you get to another nice facility room that just has an obedience t- t- test. All right. And it's got the entrance that you came in and a, another entrance to another room. And those are the only two entrances. That is crazy. So it's, yeah, and that's the, good shit. I like that. Yeah, and right now I'm stuck in the room right after that. But there's this cool um, AI that's part of the base there, and it's clearly gonna have something, you know, to do with the bad stuff because mm-hmm. it's um, it'll print stuff like when you get to one of its monitors, it's got just this yellow. But yeah, the monitors have this um, just like target style eye it's yellow and it just it follows you no matter where you are in the room yeah uh and when it needs to interact with you it just prints out these little cue cards that you have to use your little scanner to read because everything's in this weird space russian (laughs) um it might just be regular russian but it it does look weird i don't know if it's just the font they used or if it is a made-up language yeah but everything sounds a little russian all right uh and, yeah, so it just, like, it talks to you and interacts with you in real time with these little cue cards it prints out. Interesting. Yeah. 
But it's it's really creepy to watch the thing watch you while you're in <laughs> VR. Yeah, I bet. Because I mean, it's it's easy to understand that tracking because if you do if you cast your VR headset at all, it's got a little dot in the middle mm-hmm. that's kind of like it's like a recording dot, but it also is like an eye tracking dot. Okay. And so it like just doing that, you understand how the tracking works when you're just doing it in the thing. Mm-hmm. But man, it's unnerving to watch. <laughs> Cuz then the, once again the thing doesn't talk. Yeah. It just prints out the little cards, but it also responds to you in time. That's yeah, that's fun. Yeah. That's fun shit. The whole the whole aesthetic is really cool and I know I'm not very I far like into it. Um but I'm learning a lot, like, about the characters. And right now I'm just stuck in a room. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. There's some security code. Like, there was one security code clearly written on a piece of paper. It was, like, password. I just had to figure out where to put in the password, which is, you know, a nice little challenge. But it was it was a keypad, and it was very clear once I found the right keypad where to put it. Mm-hmm. But now I've got this thing, and it's a whole control panel of switches and knobs and things. And there, I haven't found another cue card of any kind to give me a hint. And all of the things have individual labels that translate. So, like, there's probably an order. Yeah, probably. But I have to translate every single one of them <laughs> to read what they are. <laughs> and um, when I did finally just start twisting knobs and stuff to see which one was right, it's a sequence. Oh, good. So, if I get the second one wrong, it doesn't work. And I got the first one right by accident. So, Mm. I went back after I obviously got the second one wrong. And went to the first one. It changes! (laughs) Whatever the sequence is, I have no idea how to figure it out. (laughs) Because it's not the same thing every time. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, like if it was just a, if it was just a trial and error thing, I could figure it out eventually. Yeah, but They're like no brute forcing. Yeah, <laughs> and I like I don't see how I'm have supposed to do anything else. <laughs> I, I don't really have an inventory to look at stuff. It's a very it's a very like storytelly kind of game. Yeah, and I like that. Because the rest of the games I've gotten have been really cool, but they're all very, like, in-depth, like, gameplay Mm mechanics-wise. They're trying to, like, really do video games in VR, which I like and appreciate in its own right. But this is, like, taking advantage of what it feels like to be in VR. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a really smart way to do it. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, so far I would give Red Matter a solid uh, 85, maybe 90 out of the 100 depths because it's, the storytelling's awesome. The, the, like I said, it's the best looking VR game I've played as far as just, like, being in it and looking at stuff. It all looks like it could be real and I'm just, like, you know, in a suit or in a bot doing it Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And, yeah, it's, it's great. It's yeah. Awesome. That sounds like a lot of fun. That yeah. sounds like something I would really enjoy. Nah, like, I could lose myself in a game like that. Yeah. Just, like, doing the murder mystery. Like, I gotta figure out what the fuck's going on here. Yeah, it, it's Cold War... Um, it's future Cold War um, Soviet spy noir. Yeah. Yeah, it's got some intrigue, it's got some mystery, it's got a little bit of that suspense and horror element to it. Yeah. A little bit of the supernatural with the stuff floating and the, the ghost people or whatever. It's it's all right up my alley. Yeah. That's everything that I want. Yeah, it's it's fucking, it's really cool. Uh, I'm excited. I did find one mention of mold, and I think that's going to play a huge part, and maybe the hallway I walked through was mold. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's just hallucinations. Yeah. It'd be fun, too. Yeah. Doesn't matter how they do it. Um, I know there's a sequel. Oh, nice. And so I'm excited. And I also know that um, VR reviews suck, so I don't have to worry about, like, spoilers for the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Hell yeah. Well, that sounds great. That sounds like a lot of fun, yeah, it's a really cool game. I'm excited to get more into it. I've been really split between playing more of that or playing more of Zenith when I get the chance. So yeah, I'll probably just talk about one of those more next week. Actually, 
Um, one of my partners home, we have just started uh, Borderlands 3 together. Oh, that's a fun game. So, I love the Borderlands games. I may just have something more to say about Borderlands 3 next week. That's we'll always see. good. Borderlands is a lot of fun. Have you played any of them before? Uh, here and there, but like, I I played them by myself for a second when I just uh, happened to get a copy of Borderlands 2 for my 360. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just... It doesn't hit those things for me on my own. Okay. I, I don't I don't like the looty shooty aspect when I'm by myself. That is totally fair. I always played them with my brother. Yeah. And so I at least had him if not like a couple other people, but like it Ian and I always play like you know me. I love my couch co-ops. Ian yeah. and I always do that shit. Uh, and I just I never had anybody to couch co-op with when I was a kid. Like just yeah, I, I just, nobody wanted to play games with me. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of sad. So I just learned to play games solo. So now when there are two-player games somebody actually wants to play, I'm like, hmm, maybe. <laughs> and that's 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 my fault now, but, like, yeah. Childhood fucked me up for that. <laughs> nobody wanted to play games with me, so I just learned to play games. Now I, when fun relies on other people, I don't really have that much fun. That's fair. Yeah. It's also a shame. Yeah. There's a is. lot of cool social things I miss out on because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, little column A, little column B. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy solitude and quarantine was nothing for me. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, uh we're running a little long. You wanna do a hypothetical? Uh I can think of something. Do we have an email? Do you know? No, we don't have no that. emails no today. Emails. Hmm. Uh, Terry, a sweet fall is waiting for you from Briars. Oh, good. Oh, good. Um, we actually get called Terry a lot, and I don't know why. <laughs> Let's see. If you could go, like, explore just any one singular type of planet... We did this for an episode. Oh, yeah, I guess we did. A whole episode about it, huh? Yeah, with Ian. Yeah, yeah, Who yeah. you just mentioned. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I don't know, man. <laughs> if you were in Blade Runner, would you rather be um, running from being retired or being the retiree? Oh. Or like the retirer, excuse me. I think I would rather be running from being retired. Yeah, that tracks. It's just more fun. You feel like you got more purpose that way, I think. Yeah, yeah. It gives life meaning. Like, I guess you had meaning, like, before when you were doing your job, when you were being... But it wasn't your meaning. Yeah, exactly. But now, like, you fight to live because they're trying to get you. And you always knew it was going to happen. You had to do it so many times, and you knew that one day they were going to come for you, but... But now you're not going to take that shit. And it's just, yeah, that's it's a good time. I think that would be way more fun. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I think I, I think I wouldn't mind being a, the, the hunter, uh, um, a Blade Runner. Shit, Keenan's trying to kill me. Uh, not not that's you That's a weird way to tell me about it, man. <laughs> not you specifically. But, you know, you're kind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, like... That's I, verging on racist. <laughs> Well, that's, I mean, one of the undertones <laughs> of the movie, for sure. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, just, that would be a neat, having such a, like, actual, like, bounty hunter, space bounty hunter style job. Mm-hmm. It's always been kind of a dream. Well, I feel Until like... I learned what bounty hunters really were, and I, uh, th- that dream got tainted quite a bit. But, mm-hmm. like, a space bounty hunter, like in Star Wars... Yeah. It's still kind of the same thing, but it's in space, so lasers. Space pirate, man. Yeah. I mean, we all know pirates aren't necessarily the best people, but that doesn't make me want to be a space pirate any less. Right. Or maybe even an actual pirate, because pirates, that just seems like a fun time. You know, yo-ho-ho and a bottle of rum or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, mean, it's not all, you know, sunshine and daisies. No, but it also wouldn't be that kind of pirate now. You'd go try and be a pirate and have to learn... um, I don't know what the predominant language in Somali is. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but 
Yeah. Yeah, you just have to... Like, you're gonna have to learn some African dialect for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh... Well, I wouldn't want to be a pirate nowadays. Yeah. That just because sounds there, bad. I mean, there's, there's machine guns and yachts and stuff. I mean, that, that's why I said space pirate, because at least in space I can, you know, give my brain a reason why there's, like good technology and whatnot. If I'm going to go be a pirate on Wait. Earth, then I want to be a pirate back when it was just cutlasses and muskets. Fair enough. <laughs> Tricorn caps and giant sails. I'm so sorry. It, in space, no one's around. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if... If you're space pirate, you you still take the the pirate accent. Yeah, and you uh, have to. Oh, obviously. It's really funny to get just a room full of people all doing the same pirate accent. <laughs> <laughs> just like you, like you go down to the bunks where you people are like you know off the clock, so to speak, and like they're just not talking with their pirate accent. Yeah, right. they're, they're not working. <laughs> Just like dainty little British voices. <laughs> oh my, I've got to get back on deck. <laughs> Yarr, me ladies! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's fun. That's good. It's good shit. Yeah. Space pirates! <laughs> <laughs> that's my theme song. That's uh, a good theme song. Where should they go to tell us about their theme song, Derek? Uh, you can go get a hold of us over at trueneutralpod at gmail.com or uh, send us email over there if you want to, you know. You know we, we'll, we'll read it. We'll listen. It'll, it'll be there. You might even read it out if you're okay with that. Yeah. Um, or you can get a hold of us on X or Twitter, whatever the fuck you want to call it these days, uh, at, at trueneutralpod, and I'm at Mr. Dab himself. Trinitra Studios on YouTube, on the threads, on the Instagram. I'm also at Mr. Dab himself on threads and Instagram, and True Neutral Podcast on Facebook. Oh yeah, I totally forgot Elon Musk is an asshole and an idiot, and Grimes is suing him so she can see her son. Oh good. Yeah. That's good. Or, or daughter? Technus, techni, technicus Mechanicus. Yes. That, that child has... <laughs> that unfortunate child. <laughs> yeah, is being kept away from their mother, which is sad. It is. It is. Elon um, Musk, you suck. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you want to do another cool thing, you can go over to whatever podcast app you're listening to this on and uh, throw us a five-star review. Um, and if you throw a five-star review and you can write something in that review, then Keenan will read that out. No whatever, matter what it says. Yeah, whatever the fuck it says. You can call us uh, cock-sucking shit-eating bastards if you want to, and he'll he will read that. I'll read it. I'll read it earnestly, too. Very earnestly. In whatever tone you imply. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Based on his feelings of the message at the time. <laughs> um, I feel personally insulted by this compliment, so I'm going to read it like you're pissed. Uh, but yeah, no, the, the five stars, it really helps. It helps get our name out there. It helps get the this to more people's earballs, which uh, is always good. Yeah. We love making sure we're coming to people's earballs. Damn right. Yeah. If you don't do it, I'm going to take you out the skull fucking street. <laughs> Tell your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>